happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. It seems like a simple command we are given in Psalms 34, 14, which says, depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. A simple command it may be, but carrying it out is a tall order. Our flesh wants revenge to win and to enjoy sin for a season. But God said that we are to depart from evil. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, showing us how to follow Psalms 34, 14, and depart from evil and do good. It's always an interesting thing to me that those things that seem so simple are always those things that seem to be the most difficult for me. And when we look at Psalms 34, 14, it says, depart from evil and do good. Then it says, seek peace and pursue it. Now, when you look at that small verse in Psalms 34, we get a recipe for how God is asking us to live. He's telling us to depart from evil, to do good, to seek peace, and to pursue peace. So we want to do the right thing. We want to have a peaceful existence And in order to have that peaceful existence, he's telling us to pursue peace and to pursue doing good. Now, that sounds kind of simple. Anyone over the age of five or six that we would stand in front of and say, here's what your task is today. We want you to do four things. We want you to depart from evil. We want you to do good. We want you to seek peace, and we want you to pursue it. Most people would take those four things and say, hey, that's not a problem. But then life begins to happen. And we continue throughout our day, and we run into obstacles that make us want to react and respond, that cause us to want to win over someone else or get what we think is rightfully ours. And before you know it, this doing good is hard to do, and seeking peace has been thrown out the window. But as we begin to spend our time together today, what I want us to do is to really understand what God is asking us to do at this point. First of all, he says, if we draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto us. So if we want to depart from evil, we need to run towards the Lord. So it seems like if we just carefully think 
our actions. And we carefully strategize in how we're going to go about living life. And we continue to read God's word. We probably can figure out how to depart from evil part. Because the scriptures are clear. Thou shalt not commit adultery. So we stay away from that. Thou shalt not lie. So we speak truth. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. So we stay in our lane. He tells us that we are to walk in peace. That begins to be a little bit more difficult for many of us. Because we don't go about saying, today I'm going to cause a fight. Today I'm going to live in chaos. Today I'm going to have strife with my neighbor. Today I'm going to have an argument with my coworker. That's generally not how most of us start our days. But what happens is we begin to live our life. And we begin to be confronted by things of the world, by people who are not seeking peace, by people who could care less whether there's peace in their life because they don't have the peace of Jesus in them. And all they know is they want more, they want better, they want bigger. They'll step on their own mother to get one step higher up the ladder. So we are confronted with those people day in and day out. And what we tend to do in the flesh is we'll see you one and up you another. So if somebody is being belligerent to you, you'll just ratchet up a little if you're in the flesh. And if the pursuit is to win, you will do whatever it takes to do so. And in the process, you don't care whether or not you have just destroyed someone else. See, but the Bible tells us that we are to love others as he loves us. He tells us that we are to treat others the way we would have them treat us. So that regardless of how someone is behaving towards us, we need to extend to them a helpful hand. We need to give them to love of Jesus. The love of Jesus is what changes us from someone else. It's what makes us different. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. And that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. So the reason that a Christian can live in this world, battle in this world, because first of all, a Christian living in the center of God's will realizes very quickly that the battle isn't ours, it belongs to the Lord. David teaches us that. And in 1 Samuel 17, 47, he says that. And this is the account of him fighting the giant. And he realizes that he has no ability to go up against the giant. And so David refuses to put on the armor of the world. He refuses to take the world's strategy to fight this battle because it's not his to fight. But instead, David gives the battle over to the Lord. And in doing so, he allows God to fight his battle. See, that's where we have to find ourselves moment by moment, day by day, is in the place that knows our place. 
and our place is under the Lord. All things are under his feet. And in Psalms 91, he tells us that we are hidden under his feathers when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And see, what I'm trying to get across in this message is this. We have the opportunity to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. But it's only going to happen when we are pursuing peace, when we are seeking peace, when we are departing evil and we are doing good. Doing good means spreading the love of Jesus. Doing good means shining the light for Jesus. Doing good means that we shine the light on evil and we shun it. See, but I believe so many of us, we've gotten caught up in the world. And let me tell you, you can't be a hold of the devil and the hold of Jesus at the same time because they don't stay that close together and your arms aren't that long. You have to be willing to let go of this world and all of its trappings. You've got to be willing to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. In order to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and know what it's like to be in His perfect protection in the middle of all of his provision, in this peaceful, restful place, you, my friend, must depart from evil. You got to run from evil as fast as you possibly can. But instead, I think some of us have a little too much Eve in us. Do you know what I mean by that? That means instead of turning and leaving the scene where the devil is, we don't just stay there. We engage. We participate. See, I believe with all of my heart that what caused Eve her biggest problem was she lingered. Most of us will be wore down if we just spend enough time doing anything. If somebody continually berates you and continually begs you and continually asks you to do something and you continually find yourself in a place where you're having that conversation and you are in the proximity where you can do it, you will find that over time they will wear you down. People are persuasive. The people around you are influential towards you. And they're just like a water cutting out a new creek. It takes some time. But eventually, that water will go to the path it wants. Because that dirt and the rock can't withstand the erosion of the consistent, constant movement of the water over it. And so it yields. And your stream changes course. See, I believe that's the same thing that happens to Christians today. They linger as Eve did. They ask a few questions about this fleshly event or this fleshly activity. They begin to find themselves thinking about it, wanting to know, well, what is it like? 
And the next thing you know, they're beginning to fantasize about it. And when you begin to fantasize about this thing that you're not doing, you are really, really close to doing it. Because first you think of it. And then you learn more about it. And as you learn more about it, you spend more time with it. When you spend more time with it, you think about, wonder what it would be like if I did it. And then you're done. You're hooked. You do it. See, that's what happened to Eve. If you go back to the account in Genesis, the devil, he's subtle. He doesn't hit her with it right off the bat. He begins to talk to her about things she already wasn't happy with. Maybe she didn't like being told something she couldn't do. Maybe you don't like being told something you can't do. And so instead of when the devil showed up, enticing her and spending a little time with her, instead of her getting up and moving, she engaged. Once he had her locked in in engagement, he just kept talking. He just kept talking about something that was going to appeal to her flesh. And then he began to talk to her about what it would be like. You know, Jesus doesn't want you to eat of this tree because if you do, you'll be like him. And no doubt in her mind somewhere she was like, wow, I could be like Jesus? I could be like God? Be like Holy Spirit? Wow. And then she begins to think about what that would feel like, what that would be like. And the next thing you know, she's doing it. She's eating the fruit. I submit to you that Eve isn't that much different than you and me. See, what happens is no one grows up and becomes an addict because that's what they set out to do in first grade when the teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? No one in first grade says, I want to be a drug addict. No one says, I want to be homeless. No one says, I want to break up families and homes. No one says, I want to be a murderer. Yet if we walk through prisons, And we have a conversation with inmates. We find that a lot of them did those very things. If we walk through Skid Row, we see that a lot of those individuals are there because they made one fleshly decision after another. We all fall on hard times in our lives. But I promise you that if you continually make bad decisions, you will live below your privileges. You say, Kim, well, what do you mean by that? Well, John chapter 10 and verse 10 says that the Lord has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We have to depart from evil. And the opposite of departing from evil is dwelling in good. And Jesus went about doing good, and we are to be Christians, are to be Christ-like. And as we begin to be his hands and his feet extended, 
As we begin to reveal who God is through our lives and our actions and our words and the intents of our heart, then people begin to know who God is. You truly may be the only Bible that some people ever read. And you need to make sure that your life is revealing page after page after page of the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the love, the grace, and the mercy of who he is. And you can't do that if you are responding to the flesh, if you are acting out of the flesh, if the flesh has control over you. And the scripture tell us that sin has no more dominion over us. So why is it as children of God, we find ourselves on a day-to-day basis, moment by moment, we find ourselves following after the ways of evil and not in the center of God's will and going towards good. It's because we have forgotten whose we are. And we are not to dwell in the land of evil. He redeemed us from that. But we are to walk in the light as he is in the light. We are to be holy as he is holy. It's an interesting thing. Peace will find you when you are looking for it. When you seek peace, you'll find it. Because hope has a name and his name is Jesus and peace shares the same name. Jesus bore our sins and took the stripes for our sins. And he bore them in his own body that we might have peace and that we might have life more abundant. But we get up in the morning and we make no choices, no conscious choices. We just get up and we go. And I would guarantee you that every time you just get up and go, the devil's going, I'm going to follow that one today. I'm going to get out ahead of that one today. Because they didn't put on the full armor of God that we find in Ephesians 6. They haven't spent any time with the master and asked what they need to do today. They've not gotten their heart in tune with Jesus before they went out into the world. So let's see what I can do to upset their apple cart. And so it begins. But the child of God who is pursuing peace will find themselves before their feet ever hit the ground saying, Lord, good morning. It's me again. Come and be with me all day long. Guide my footsteps. Lead me, I pray. Help me to be a blessing. Help me to shed your light and your love and your grace and your mercy to others. Protect me, Lord, I pray. Enlarge my coastline, like Jabez said, and keep my enemies from hurting me. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Then their feet hit the ground, and they walk in the ways of the Lord, seeking peace. Wherever they go, They may find themselves in the midst of struggle and stress, but they're just saying those who keep their heart and mind on Christ Jesus and are focused, he'll keep them in perfect peace because they trust in him. And they recite Isaiah 26.3 in however way they need to to get it in their heart. And then they'll remember Proverbs 
3, 5, and 7, which says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. They're not going to leave their day in their own hands. They're going to be like David, and they're going to place it in the hands of Jesus. And they're going to say, God, lead me, guide me, and direct me. Jesus, help me and hide me under the feathers of your wings. Holy Spirit, speak to me and teach me and comfort me. And Lord, help me sow seeds of peace. Give me the right words to say that put water on the fire, not gas to the fight. Give me the actions that will cause those around me to see grace and mercy. Lord, give me a heart that is more interested in following your commandments and living close to you than it is to win earthly fights, battles, struggles, and fame. Jesus, help me to get my priorities straight and my eyes focused on you and let me just to make the decision every day to just simply follow you. See, Romans 14, 12 says, so then every one of us shall give account of ourselves to God. Eve had a reckoning day. She made her mistake. She ate the fruit she wasn't supposed to eat and she reaped exactly what God said she would reap. See, be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And some of us today are reaping the results of sin in our lives. But he said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And your sins will be cast as far as the east is from the west. And from that moment on, you can begin living a life that reaps the blessings of God because you're not harboring iniquity in your heart. And when you call unto him, he answers you. See, God is asking us to simply follow the plan he's given us from Genesis to Revelations. He's simply telling us to follow after him. Proverbs 16, 6 says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. That's Jesus. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When you fear him with a reverent fear, you walk in his ways because you love him. But you do realize when you step left or right of the center of his will, there are negative consequences because he loves you too much to let you stay astray. Jesus loves me, this I know, because he watches everywhere I go. Jesus loves me, this I know, for his hand goes before me and he covers me and he holds me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know, because I can hear his still small voice when he says, peace, be still. 
See, Jesus says to depart from evil, do good, pursue peace, and seek it. And in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 12, he carefully outlines what we need to know. He says, finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one to another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. One mind with one goal, and that's to please the master, to live in the center of God's will. And he begins in verse 9 with not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrary wise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called that you should inherit a blessing. Bless those that curse you people. Do good to them that despitefully use you. What good is it to love those that love you? But you show the true love, grace, and mercy of Jesus when you love those that are difficult to love. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Those of you who are walking around using foul language, it doesn't take you more than two or three minutes in the scriptures to see that Jesus said no. That's not how you live. We are to speak blessing. We are to speak the love of God. We are to speak the goodness of God. If you've got a lot of foul language in your mouth, no one's going to listen to that from you. And he says, refrain your tongue from evil. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. That's what he says in 1 Peter 3, 11. How similar is that to Psalms 34, 14? For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. If you can't find any other reason to depart from evil, take a long look at 1 Peter 3.12. The Lord is against them that do evil. We talked about and we learned early on in our time together that David said the battle was the Lord's, not his. You want the Lord fighting for you. The Bible says, the Lord is on my side. What can man do unto me? Don't step outside of the will of God. Don't live contrary to how he tells you to live. But depart from evil. Do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And then, my friends, you will know the blessings of God. And every day, you just get up answering one question. Who am I going to serve today? I am going to serve the Lord, my God, with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. 
If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl